Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. If smaller aviators don't measure up to the height indicator on the seat, just put the belt through the loop in the center strap before buckling. That's worked out. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Productions. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dis Live Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Dis Live Podcast. Join us weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget, hit that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Just a reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest headlines from across Disney parks worldwide and give our show a rating on Apple, Spotify, or even Podchaser. On today's Dislike Podcast, we offer a suggestion of how to treat yourself the next time you visit Disney parks in our bougiest episode yet. We break down Disney first takes and play Disney's college of knowledge. But before we do that, He's helping us out yet again, filling in. Dude, you are the ultimate podcast utility player. It's Brian Lee from United We Fan. Brian, dude, thank you again for helping us out, man. I always appreciate you. I'm always here to help you. And if I get to talk Disney in the meantime, even better. <laughs> Absolutely. So what's going on in United We Fan, man? Any any content on the horizon? We've got a fun one coming out. Actually, just dropped. We are doing um, the best year in cinema. We were originally going to try and crown the best year in cinema in general. We then decided to take it decade by decade. So we did the 80s last week. We're going to do the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s at some point. Um, so it's going to be fun. I don't know if you're going to be super thrilled with what won the 80s, but I think you'll honestly probably be okay. But you'll have to listen and find out if it's 85 or 86 i will accept the result anything else and i will rage against the machine <laughs> i will not spoil it no and then spoilers. this week coming up you mark and mike ruby hopefully were able to get the band back together babu's freaking podcast and mark adams obviously at united we fan we're going to talk rebels ahsoka preview everything star wars you need to know headed into ahsoka i will star wars in my pants during that episode all right, man, let's get into it. We've got a lot to discuss today, so let's dive right in with Dislife First Takes. And now it's time for Dislife First Takes. First Takes! These are the headlines that are going to get you talking this week. First Takes! We here at Dislife Podcast are giving you the first word on Disney news and parks headlines. First Takes! So here's what's firing off this week over at Chip and Company. First Takes! All right, everybody, let's get into the headlines for this week. Dude, it's hot in Florida right now. Like, crazy hot. It's so hot in so, the South, just in general. In, it's very hot where I'm at, too. Yeah, I am not ready for this. I'm coming down next week, and I'm just, I am not ready. But you know what will help with this, man? Uh, homecoming over at 
Disney Springs, Chef Art Smith's homecoming, they have built an air-conditioned porch. I think this is smart. Uh, there's no better way to recharge during a Walt Disney World vacation. Get off your feet, get a little cooling, get a little AC, and that space, when it's paired with good food, that is like the perfect day. Uh, so you've hit the jackpot now over at Chef Art Smith's homecoming at Disney Springs. They have upped the ante. They have installed what they call a Florida room. I didn't realize that was a thing, but they have expanded their air-conditioned space. Chef Art Smith took to social media to announce this new space. Bri, are you a Art Smith's fan? Have you gone to Chef Art Smith's? So it's a new space. It's not, they didn't repurpose what was already there. No, they, it's an actual, they, they did. Spot. Yeah, they did. They repurposed that outdoor porch. They turned it into a Florida room. I don't know what a Florida room is. I'm just guessing it has it's, it's AC. A sun, it's a sunroom. It's a pool room without the pool. I mean, so uh, I love Art Smith's homecoming. Absolutely love it. So if I can dine outside-ish and still be cooled off, I'm good. They've got good heaters for the wintertime. Sometimes they're needed about eight days a year. But the sunroom makes a lot more sense. Air conditioning, Chef Art Smith's homecoming food, I am in. I just see that as a really brilliant way of adding square footage to the restaurant because it's always busy there. And always. I mean, the food, the food is the main attraction. So, you know, go for the food, enjoy the Florida room. So it's, and you'd have a good chance of bumping into Art Smith himself if you go. He's around a lot. You know, I never have done that. I've never bumped into Chef. So I've met him twice. Nice guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he seems like a really awesome person. I follow him on social media. I love his posts. Um, he just has an amazing heart. And I mean, he has amazing food. He just opened a restaurant here in New York City. Maybe I should go and try that. I'll do that. I'll do a review on Chef Art Smith's new New York City location. All right, man. So I had a chance to sit in on the quarter three earnings call today with Chip. Uh, we were there covering all the major breaking news out of that. And there was a few things that I need to talk about today. It's just got, it's got to get out. It's got to get out of my soul. Um, this is going to be, some of this is going to be new to you. So listen, man, if you want to react, just jump right in. You can pause me mid-sentence. So in the Q3 2023 earnings call held today, Disney made some significant announcements regarding price adjustments for its streaming platforms. So Disney Plus and Hulu, along with unveiling an enticing new bundle option for subscribers over here in the United States. So starting on October 12th, the first bit of news is there's going to be a revamped pricing structure that's going to come into effect. For Disney Plus Premium, that's ad-free, by the way, Subscribers will witness a 27% increase with the monthly cost going from $10.99 to $13.99. That's still affordable. Simultaneously, Hulu's premium plan is going to see a 20% escalation. So that's jumping from $14.99 to $17.99 per month. Both streaming services will maintain their existing pricing plan for the ad-supported options priced at $7.99 and $9.99 month respectively. Brian, do you believe that, or the $13.99, I'm sorry, or $17.99 is too much to pay for those services? So ad-free. $17.99 is Hulu ad-free only? $13.99 is Disney Plus. $17.99 is Hulu. Alone. Yeah. What's the bundle? Because right now I'm ad-free Disney Plus and Hulu, and I'm like 20 bucks a month. With the bundle, including Disney Plus, are they changing the bundle pricing? So they didn't really, re I, I didn't see anything being discussed about the bundle. I think these are for those individual plans that if you just have one or the other. 
I mean, I would eighteen bucks a month for ad free Hulu is insane. Like at that point, you've got to just go for the bundle, and maybe that's what they're going for. I think that I was just going to say, I think that's what they're going for. I think they're just trying to push you to the bundle. Look, most of this meeting was a discussion of ESPN, uh, building new partnerships with ESPN, different revenue models for ESPN. Uh, yeah, gambling, which yeah, is insane. Yeah, and we can talk about it at a completely separate time. <laughs> there, yeah, I was just going to say, like, that's a can of worms in and of itself that. Disney is going to be getting into like basically online gambling and partnering with some gambling partners to, you know, create new streams of revenue. It was a very, listen, it was a very interesting meeting. I didn't, I don't think we got that real big juicy piece that a lot of people thought we might get out of it. But Mr. Iger, in my opinion, he seemed very unwilling to discuss the future, at least in this meeting. He said, we're not going to speculate about the trajectory of the company there were some people that talked about divesting. There were some people that talk about, you know, just parsing the different aspects of the company. He did not want to talk about that stuff. He kind of stuck to the financials. He kept this meeting about what it was about, which was basically reporting profits, reporting how the, you know, the different things are doing. He addressed some of the recent films that didn't perform up to Disney standards. But, he, you know, lest we forget, man, this has been a pretty decent year. Disney had, through the way of water, the third largest movie of all time. No one talks about that. Everyone wants to talk about the flops. No one wants to talk about the successes. That was 2022, man. You got to live in 2023, Mark. Yeah, but it carried over, though. No, I know. Absolutely. It made a billion and a half of its $2 billion. Well, maybe it made half of its $2 billion. And I I didn't realize that it's going to be one of the highest grossing, if not the highest grossing films on like video and video on demand like the movie is selling very well like at you know why it's in it's streaming in two places i don't know man but it's doing really listen it's doing really really well you know with this meeting i think a lot of people you want to focus on the bad right but in my opinion i think a lot of these services are grossly undervalued think about how much people watch those streaming services right how much do you pay to go to a singular movie you know, and you're sitting there for a single movie. A lot of these services have been going direct to streaming. So you're getting theatrical quality productions right at the comfort of your home. And you're paying $17.99 a month or $13.99 a month. And everyone is huddled around consuming that movie. And you know that you're not just sitting down and watching a single movie. You're watching shows. You're watching a ton of stuff on these streamers. There's great value in them. If nothing else, I think Disney undervalued, at least initially, the price that they were charging. But it was a startup. They wanted to get people to onboard it. They didn't want to over- knew what they were doing when yeah. they did. But when you talk about them focusing on the bad, let me let me play devil's advocate here. They dropped in the whole we're gonna crack down on password sharing like yes. Netflix. Yes, and, they did. And people are that's gonna be the biggest thing people are gonna not they're not gonna focus on the price. They will focus on the price change, but the biggest thing is they're gonna focus on the password sharing. So I, oddly enough, in related news, Brian, for those people who are like, wait, wait, what? In a related story, let's just keep going with this. Uh, Iker recognized specifically the problem posed by password sharing in this same call and Disney's ability to already analyze its harm to profitability. Iger said, yeah, we already have that technical capability to monitor a lot of this stuff. And he said, I'm not going to give you a specific number except to say it's significant. And that's a direct quote. 
Iger also offered additional insight into the potential timeline for a crackdown on password sharing. Iger estimated that in calendar 24, we're going to get at this issue. So not, not this year. So it's not coming in the fourth quarter of this year. And so while it's like, this is back to him, you'll see some impact in calendar 24. It's possible that we won't be completed or the work will not be completed within that calendar year. He added, of course, we don't know if we get to work on this, how much that password sharing is going to basically eliminate the problem or will convert to growth in subs. Obviously, we believe there will be some, but we're not speculating. Netflix just did this, right? They just cracked down. I think it was 6 million new subscribers that came from the crackdown. Disney knows it's happening. They don't know how many. It's significant. But they are going to crack down on password sharing next year. It's not this year, but next year. That's the thing that, like you said, that's the thing that's going to tick a lot of people off. But it shouldn't. It, 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 the basic concept is you have an account and, and it's your account. So I think Netflix has taken a lot of the, the brunt of it, but at least Disney stopped bragging about the ability to do four screens at a time and stuff like that, because that was the biggest selling point at the beginning. That was Netflix's biggest selling point at the beginning is Netflix had love is sharing a password or signing in on your significant other's device or whatever. And they've had to go back on that. Six million new subscribers in Netflix actually surprises me because I, I will tell you, I was sharing a Netflix account and I didn't subscribe. Listen, I was, I was sharing an account too. Like I gave that account to my parents. I gave it to my in-laws yeah. And I said, listen, I'll, I'll pay for it if you want to use it. I mean, listen, they're on a fixed income. My parents are a little bit older. You know, I was, I was trying to get good karma. There's but- nothing, there's nothing super surprising about this. It shouldn't come as a shock. Ultimately people are just going to see it through a negative lens. And I mean, ult- maybe it is an, an, a negative topic, except from a revenue standpoint, like it's the smart thing to do. Well, listen, he said it's been identified as and quote unquote, a real priority said, we actually think there's an opportunity here to help us grow our business. And that's what this is about. If Disney is selling less subscriptions to Disney Plus, they're not making as much money as if they had an additional, I don't know, six million users, 10 million users. Who knows how many people are sharing? You know, that's what this boils down to. I think we're, I think people really forget this. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about this. Disney's a company. They're a corporation. They exist for profit. So I, I do get, listen, a lot of people get the good feels from them. The CEO and, you know, these people, their job is to continue to make money for this company. You don't get mad when you don't get a, you know, a free iPhone. I don't realize why people have such a double standard when it comes to Disney, you know, just because it's got all the good feels. So I don't know, man. All right, dude, last but certainly not least, our final headline of the week, Disney parks are up, but Walt Disney World, it's down. Uh, Iger highlighted there's been some mild softening in the performance over at Walt Disney World in comparison to the prior year. I don't know if that's fair because he even said it followed the resounding success of the highly successful 50th anniversary celebration, but he didn't sugarcoat it. He reiterated from previous discussions, he underlined that the post-COVID pent-up Florida demand is stabilizing, i.e. revenge travels over. Uh, He said it's leading to a slight softening in various significant tourism within the state. Additionally, the robust value of the dollar is projected to continue tempering international visitation to the region. Uh, Disney parks and experiences though, revenues for the quarter increased 13% to 8.3 billion, 
Most of that growth came from foreign parks, specifically over in Asia, which were closed this time last year or partially closed. So both Hong Kong and Shanghai are leading to higher revenues for this quarter of this year. Your thoughts, man. The parks are down a little bit. I mean, you and you and I both, I mean, I've been in the parks a little bit more recently than you, but I think we would believe that. There's no reason to think otherwise. I think I think the biggest opportunity right now is they've priced out their on property hotels. I think they I think we're going to see good good room promotions and stuff like that to get people to stay on property again. Because I think that's the biggest thing that people are not doing right now that I think Disney can make a lot of revenue back simply by cutting back on that. Well, I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, but the offers right now are insane. 35% for uh, Disney plus members, 30% for Disney visa. And I want to say 30% for annual pass holders. So Disney is running those deals. You don't like the, you just saw this when it comes to Walt Disney world, the dollar is really strong right now. So people internationally, they're not getting the most for their money when they're looking at their value of their currency and switching over to the dollar. These kind of like Disney has no control over factors, global economic factors like that. So they can't control how many people are traveling to the United States because the the strength of the U S dollar. Right. Looking overseas though, it is very encouraging to see that, you know, revenge travel is a very real thing right now in Shanghai. It's and in Hong Kong. So Disney parks worldwide is doing really well. I don't expect that every single park is going to be up. You know, Disney had such a high demand during the 50th and then you had the opening of Tron. So there's going to be a little slowdown. Like there's not a lot going on that's new. What is the incentive for people to come to parks right now? It's there's not a tremendous amount. There's not a lot new. Uh, and what's even more impressive than that 8.3% being yeah. up is Tokyo Disney doesn't factor into that number. It does because not. Because it's not it's not a Disney park per se. Um so they're doing 8.3% and to my understanding Tokyo Disney's attendance is up like 9.8% over year over year. Yeah. Um, and their revenue is probably up double digits, uh, but they're completely, completely separate. But I mean, that's encouraging to see Shanghai. I mean, Shanghai's only been open seven years now. It's finally finding its footing and it's doing its thing. It's doing its thing. So for people who are rooting against Disney, um, you got to keep rooting a little harder because Disney's it's continuing to do well. So he addressed a lot of stuff. It was a good meeting. Um, I don't think it was as eventful as some people thought it might be, but Hey man, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. All right, never, listen. It never is eventful. No. For what people expect. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't go back anywhere. We're going to be back with our main attraction and treating ourselves in just a minute. Hey guys, Diz Life Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Shipping Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip & Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at dtotravel.com.
happily ever after. All right, Brian, it's time to treat yourself. Welcome to the main attraction. Welcome back to Disney Podcast. If you don't know what treat yourself is, it's an amazing, it's a comedic storyline from the television show Parks and Rec. It first appeared over in season four, and then it made a, it made some recurring stops. The, the title of the episode was Pawnee Rangers, and I think it was 2011. Three words for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself 2011. Once a year, Donna and I spend a day treating ourselves. What do we treat ourselves to? Clothes. Treat yourself. Fragrances. Treat yourself. Massages. Treat yourself. Mimosas. Treat yourself. Fine leather goods. Treat yourself. It's the best day of the year. The best day of the year. So the My I- favorite treat yourself from that show is when Josh Groban goes to the restaurant and he's like, and he orders the fish from his own fish tank. He's like, I'll have the me. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I love that episode so much. So the idea for those people who are not Parks and Rec fans, treat yourself. It's all about pampering and splurging on things that bring you joy and happiness without any concern for the expense or the practicality. I love it when Ben buys the Batman suit. <laughs> He's kind of like, yeah, I really should have, I should have thought of this. Breaks so the, down into tears. <laughs> the phrase treat yourself. It's become a catchphrase among the characters of the show. It gained popularity. So we know already we're Disney fans. So we understand the ultimate destination of Disney is to basically celebrate excess and sometimes to treat yourself treat yourself with the enchanting park luxuries the resorts and a plethora of unique experiences so in today's podcast we're going to explore each of us our top five ways to treat yourself at walt disney world complete with magical extras from resorts parks and special experiences that are going to make your day a little bit bougie brian you get to go first man treat yourself what do you got So some of these are going to be really easy things to do, all things considered. But when you pay for it, you're going to be like, is this really worth it? Treat yourself. Because that's what it's about. If you've got a little girl age 10 or under, my number one, take them to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Treat yourself. They will absolutely love it. They will adore it. You don't have to buy the dresses. You can do just the hair. You're going to be like, why did I spend this money? Then you'll get the cutest pictures. You'll have the happiest little girl. Go to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. What are you? Ta- what are you talking about? Don't get the dress. You get the dress, girl. You, you tr- don't have to. You don't have to. But we're <laughs> people think you have to like do the whole wardrobe, and you don't. You can do just the hair, dude. I wish there was like something for adults. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I could treat myself and get. Do you in- want that? Do you want that glitter hair? No, I think I. I think I want to get like a full stormtrooper outfit. No, now we're talking. <laughs> right? That's how I would treat myself. All right, listen, I'm going to start simple. The, the way that I, and sometimes I'm going to be honest with you, man. Sometimes I do this one. I'm going to stay at a deluxe resort and I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to indulge in the VIP treatment. Treat yourself. Check into one of Disney's deluxe resorts. So I'm going to choose the D- Disney's Grand Floridian and Spa. It doesn't matter what deluxe resort you pick. Each one's going to have amazing accommodations. It's going to basically just be the ultimate pampering. It's going to be right next to a park too. Yeah. So the other thing is if you really want to treat yourself, consider upgrading yourself to the club level room. And what do you get from club level? You get personalized concierge service, access to the lounge area that has complimentary snacks and beverages all around the clock. Some of them have fireworks viewings from select resorts. 
this is the ultimate way to treat yourself when you go to a Disney resort. I have done club level one time. I have treated myself and we did club level over at Animal Kingdom Jumbo House. It's nice, man. It's bougie. Kadani or Jumbo? Which uh, we, do you like better? I like Jumbo. I do like Jumbo better. Okay. I yep, I do. I like Sanaa better than I like Boma in terms of dining. I agree there. But overall, I do like Jumbo House. Really, really love it. What do you got? Number two. It may not be a Stormtrooper suit, Mark, but Savvy's lightsabers is worth every minute of that experience. Treat yourself. I think the lightsaber's up now to, I think, $230 after taxes. Yeah. You have the ability to make the lightsaber kind of your own. You can't mix and match every single part that they have, but you can choose one of four styles. They've updated those styles. So if you did it years ago, you can get an updated lightsaber now. You have the ability to change out the kyber crystal within that lightsaber to all six colors. Seven, if you count the black kyber crystal, which does light up in the lightsaber is red. It does not light up as black. You can modify your lightsaber. You could do a bunch of cool stuff. And just for the Star Wars fan in you, it's got so many fun Easter eggs and all kinds of stuff. It truly is a performance that is worth attending. I prefer that lightsaber over the legacy lightsabers only because you can change the color and stuff like that, but it's yeah. not the same build, but the experience well worth it. Okay. No spoilers. I, if someone wants to do this, I don't want to spoil the storyline or any, there, there is a really cool theatrical element to it. Yeah. I just want to ask you this. Did you tear up, choke up or cry during what I'm just going to call the ignition? Uh, I don't think I full on cried. Like, I don't think a tear dropped down my cheek. Well, I don't. Yeah. A tear ran down my cheek, but not multiple tears. Okay. So whatever you would call that. Yeah. So you teared up. Yeah. I, I wasn't blown. I had a lump in my throat when I, when we ignited, I had a lump in my throat with the music and the crescendo and all that. I, I definitely did. And I also, so Bella was building her lightsaber right next to me. So the shared experience of the two of us doing it at the same time while my wife was filming, it was cool. Cause I've said this numerous times, my daughter's not really into star Wars, right? I no matter what I do, I can't get my kid into it. And it hurts me because <laughs> it, it like star Wars is in, it's just embedded in my DNA. I grew up on my living room floor watching a new hope empire strikes back with like a little TV tray, eating lima beans, just watching those movies in Indiana Jones. So it's who I am. It is my core memory moment. If this is inside out and my daughter can't get into it. So the fact that I finally got her to do something star Warsy with me and she loved it, man, I was, I was gone, just gone. And that's a good can, one. Once you do it, you can jump on Etsy or all any of these kinds of things. They have all kinds of displays with lights for the light, for the Kyber crystals, stuff like that. Disney just launched a new mount that they, that you can buy at Doc Ondar's that has little trays for the kyber crystals to go in to light it up. Uh, word of advice, if you have done Savvy's before, take the battery compartment out of it because yeah. it will drain very quickly. Really easy to remove. Um, there's tons of YouTube videos. Or call me and I can help you. So as a rule, man, um, well, we did our like secrets. We did our uh, Disney Declassified last week. I actually take my batteries out of my lightsabers completely or fear yeah. of forgetting them and having the battery acid like leak out. So I'm that, I'm that extra sort of neurotic that when I want to ignite the saber, I put the batteries back in. I don't keep them in. I, I would, I think I would be devastated if the batteries, I left them in too long and they started to leak. I'd be. Well, and especially like 
there's a good possibility you're going six, seven, eight months between igniting these lightsabers. Yeah, for the most and most there. most of mine you could see them behind me. Most of mine are on display, and Look I took that dark saber. Yeah, oh, that dark saber is nice, isn't it? Well, that that was a total treat yourself moment. All right, my number two, man. We got to keep going. We have a lot of things to tell people to, how to be bougie. So this one is going to be a lot of people. You already didn't know this, but you treat yourself. The best way that you can ensure that you are capturing all of this stuff, treat yourself to the photo pass. Treat yourself. If you want to be bougie, let's face it. You have to have your own personal paparazzi. And that's where the Disney photographers come in. It's a special service. If you've never done it, it allows you to have professional, professional photographs basically taken at these iconic locations throughout the Disney parks. The photographers are expertly trained to capture the perfect shots for you, for your family. If you have something in mind, they will always work with you. But like these photographers, man, unless there is a gigantic line, a lot of times you can see some standing around and they're, they're really just waiting there. They'll spend five minutes taking all these pictures of you. It's just a small bit of money. I know it's, I think, a hundred and something dollars now. I don't know the exact number, but listen, it's Isn't worth that, it. Is that much? It used to be like 60 bucks. Yeah, I think it's over a hundred now if you add it on a package. Ooh. Yeah, it's gone up. I know it's a hundred bucks for the year on in an annual pass. I'd be surprised for an individual vacation if it was that much. Yeah, I think it's gone up, man. But you know what? I don't care. Do it. All right, man. Number three. What do we got? Absolutely. Absolutely worth it. I think that's the best treat yourself on our list. Uh, my number three, I'm calling an audible mark. I am not going with what you thought is my number three. I'm going to move this one up. You're sad that Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party is sold out mm. on Halloween night, right? I am. Well, it's not even close to the best Halloween activity going on at Disney world on Halloween night. Treat yourself and get yourself. Even if you don't have a camper or a tent, uh, sign up for one of the one of the cabins or something. Go to Fort Wilderness for Halloween. Treat yourself. You can only be at Fort Wilderness on Halloween if you have a reservation, but you need to go. It is a incredible, incredible experience. The amount of people that get decked out, trick or treating from campsite to campsite. Treat yourself. Go to Fort Wilderness for Halloween. Wow, I I just learned that. I was today years old when I learned that. You didn't know this? No, I had no clue. Oh man, I will send you some YouTube. Like the the amount of Halloween decorations on Fort Wilderness. Oh, dude, it's way better than Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Man, that is a well kept secret, dude. I did not know that. I mean, you know me. Classified. Wow, you know me. I mean, I'm pretty up on these kind of things. I learned something today. You taught me something. That's cool. I'm gonna do it. Super cool. All right. Number three, the best way that I think you can treat yourself, capture these experiences tailored for royalty. Um, so at the Magic Kingdom, speaking of pictures, get a spot. It's called Capture Your Moment Photo Experience. Treat yourself. This is where a dedicated photographer accompanies you to a personalized photo shoot through the park. This is the best way to ensure that you're getting the picture perfect memories to cherish. Private photo session, man. That's that's my jam. Have a private photographer. You know, you, you could do it for an engagement. You can do it for an anniversary. Or you could just do it to do it. Get yourself a private photographer. Go have a private dinner. Get the photographer. Spend the night. That's a great one. That is a great one. I'm big on pictures. I can tell. The Chinese said a picture is worth a thousand words, right? I love is, looking. Is that a Chinese originality I think or original a, sentence? Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a Chinese proverb, man. Yeah. Huh. So 
And if I'm wrong, you can correct me. I'm sure I will get corrected at Disney podcast on Instagram. Long, right. uh, long way. This is how my brain works. You talk about a Chinese saying, I then think Mulan. I then think Szechuan sauce. And did you see that McDonald's is getting a Loki sweet and sour sauce? No, I'm like, I'm not even making that up. Low key. I don't eat at McDonald's anymore, but so that explains why you've lost a little weight. All right. That's why I, I probably eat enough McDonald's for the two of us. My fourth one, you're going to say, is this ser- is this seriously worth it? Oh man. I didn't get cosmic rewind virtual queue, which I didn't get Tron virtual queue. If you really want to write it, I can tell you cosmic rewind is worth it. Mark will tell you that Tron is worth it. Spend the money to do the individual lightning lane. Preach yourself. You'll fly through it. You'll be done in half an hour. And those rides will make a good vacation great. I like it. I do it. I honestly do it. So when we first started coming and uh, Cosmic Rewind was new, Greg used to get so mad at me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm buying a lightning lane. He's like, why? I'm like, because I don't live here, man. I'm, <laughs> I don't live here and get to do it like every single day. And you, well, you would do individual lightning lane and the virtual queue, right? So you'd write it twice. And the virtual. So I would do it twice, but I think I would do that like two or three times for the trip. (laughs) You're like, what's going on? I'm like, dude, I, you don't understand. I need, I need my fill of this. And we're going to probably do that with Tron next week. I, on the days that I have MK days, I'm probably going to try to buy it as much as I can try to get the virtual queue. I want to ride it like 10 times on this next trip. I don't care. I don't care. You can yell at me. You can tell me I'm quote unquote wasting my money. It brings me joy. And after all, man, this is treat yourself. This isn't act responsibly with your money. This is treat yourself. Treat yourself. All right. My fourth one, man. Uh, Enjoy a private dessert party and a fireworks spectacular. Um, You can board a private boat. It's a private dessert party with an exclusive view of the evening fireworks. Treat yourself. I mean, everyone knows this one. You can do the fireworks dessert party over at the magic kingdom. You can do the phantasmic dessert VIP viewing, right? Those are great ways to treat yourself. But my pick, because it's different too. A lot of people don't know this. There's a fireworks cruise on the seven seas lagoon. So each cruise is accompanied by a captain and includes assorted snacks and soft drinks. Not only do you get to indulge in delectable desserts, but you also then get a prime spot to witness the mesmerizing fireworks display. And it's a truly enchanting and a memorable way to treat yourself at the end of a park day. But Mark, I don't get the music from the fireworks show. Oh, wait. But wait, you do. Because they're they're pumping it in, man. They are pumping in. That's so cool. I've done it once. It's a great, great experience. So it is $3.99 plus tax. The boat seats up up to 10 guests. Pricing can vary, though, based on the time of day. Uh, And it is subject to change depending on the time of the year, if if it's a busier time of the year. But man, this thing is, is bonkers good. It's obviously also subjective to if the fireworks don't go off that night, they will usually just cancel the cruise entirely. That happened to my friend Dina. She booked this and then the fireworks got canceled. So they, they were not able to take the cruise, but it is a bonkers way to treat yourself. Treat yourself. You, you can do fireworks or you can do fireworks. Doing them on a boat makes it more fun. I'm on a boat and I'm going fast, man. That's uh, <laughs> the Lonely Island boys. I'm on a boat. Weird, random. <laughs> I will see your boat and I will raise you a bigger boat for my fifth one. I'm calling an audible. You didn't know this was coming. Work your vacation into a land and sea. Do the Disney cruise 
as part of your vacation. Preach yourself. This is me giving you advice that I have not taken myself. I have not personally been on a Disney cruise. I really, really want to go. Bookend your trip. My recommendation would be do the parks and everything first and then go on the cruise so you can start your vacation with all the crazy stuff and then end your vacation relaxing on a Disney cruise. Everything Disney, out on the boat, taking you to different places in the world. Treat yourself. Take a Disney cruise as part of your vacation. I don't hate that. So I've never been on a Disney cruise. People are like, really? You of that all people? surprise me. Yep. That's how people react when I tell them I've never done a Disney cruise. But no, never done it. I've been on cruise boats. I've done Carnival. I've done Norwegian. I don't personally drink alcohol. So Carnival was not like exactly my scene. I feel like if I go on a cruise, I got to take my wife. Like, I feel like Disney's more our speed. That's not the case for everybody, which I understand. There's going to be a lot more kids on a Disney cruise than there would be on other cruises. So, but even so, like, don't take a Disney cruise, but take a cruise as part of your Disney trip. Port Canaveral's right down the road. There's plenty of affordable cruise options for you if you didn't want to spend the money on a Disney cruise, but it is the best relaxing part of a vacation. And the selling point is a private island, man. Castaway K is a yeah. pretty... And they've got a new island that they're that they're uh, launching to starting, I think, this winter. That's a pretty good selling point for me. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. It's just I haven't had a chance to do it yet. So right. my last way to treat yourself, you can't talk about opulence without a VIP tour, man. You got to get a VIP tour guide. Treat yourself. It's a customizable experience. You are a celebrity for a day. So the team at Disney VIP tours, they plan an efficient and enjoyable way for you and nine other guests to do just whatever you want on your list. You can tell them, this is what I want to do today, and Disney makes it happen. Basically, you say to your VIP tour guide, this is what I want to see, and then they customize the day to just make all of your Disney wishes come true. You get shuttled to and from parks. You go backstage and get in and out of parks in the quickest way possible. You saunter through every, like, they treat you like you have a lightning lane on every single ride that you want. Drinks, water, you name it. Plus, and there's I mean, some of the best cast members Disney has. I was just going to say, like, and, and the plus side is you are getting a basically a private tour from a person who loves Disney, is super knowledgeable, and will give you just the best view and vantage point of the parks ever. I have never done a VIP tour. This is on my bucket list to do. We know a few of the VIP tour cast members, and again, they are just the, like the greatest human beings in the entire world. But if you want to treat yourself, the VIP tour is the ultimate way to do it, man. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, you're a celebrity for a day. I want to be that person. I want to be that guy. Is this on Absolutely. your bucket list? VIP tour? Yeah. I don't know if it is. I, I genuinely don't know if it is. I mean, it'd be, it'd be cool, but I think I've done the parks enough. Yeah. It really depends on who I'm with. Like if, if it's, if it truly is a bucket list for somebody I'm with and I can show them the time of their life. I genuinely think that would be something I would like to do. But me personally, I'm not sure it's on my bucket list if I'm 100% honest. I wonder if when a celebrity comes, if they pay like the 450 or $900 an hour, or if I wonder if Disney's just like, hey, you're famous. We love snapping photos of you on Dumbo. <laughs> Here's a plaid. I wonder how that works. Um, I, 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 there's a price for it. There's, there's a, there's a negotiation that can happen everywhere. That's all I can say. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, no comment. Did you do five? I think you did five. I did five. I, I did, did. I did five. I did five. I'm losing count, man. I'm having so much fun getting bougie. Would you like me to recap my five? Yeah, let's do that. 
Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, Savvy's Lightsabers, Halloween at Fort Wilderness. I can't believe that one caught you off guard. Totally. Individual Lightning Lane and Disney Cruise Line. Yep. And I was a deluxe resort with the club level, photo pass, create your own photo experience, and the customized uh, photo session was number three. Number four was the fireworks cruise. And then number five for me was the VIP tour. Can I add a bonus sixth one? Yeah, go ahead. If you're getting married anytime soon, get married at Disney. You'll love it. You won't love paying for it, but you will love it. Linda, do you want to renew our vows? (laughs) I also, I had to make a change midway because I also, just as an FYI, I had the lightsaber too. So yeah, sorry about that. No, no, no. It's, it's all good. We like doing these things. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play Disney's college of knowledge before we say goodbye. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Diz Life podcast. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment home, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the world showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor can introduce you to these communities which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on Shipping Company Podcast Network. Head over to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com and start living your magical life today. All right, Brian, it's time to wrap up the show with Disney's College of Knowledge. Birthdays! <laughs> this is where we, I wanted to try you. <laughs> try me. Uh, this is where we challenge the listeners to see what they know about the Walt Disney Company and its theme parks. On the last podcast, we asked on the great movie ride before the, the uh, ride vehicles roll, what does the cast member say before the ride begins? And it and Brian, what do we got? It was ready. ready when you are, CB. Ready when you are, CB. Cecil B. DeMille, I love that. Congratulations to Jackie. Wishes Mama, she got this one. Nice job. You can follow her at Wishes Mama over on Instagram. So let's stick with Galaxy's Edge. Let's stick with Star Wars. Unfortunately, it's closing this September. But what is the name of the starship? That is the official Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. What is the name of the starship? I need to know what the name is. Give me the name of the Chandrillon Cruise Line, and you are a winner on this week's <laughs> Dislife College of Now. Airspray Gunship? <laughs> yeah, right? It's not even Slave 1 anymore. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you again to Brian Lee for sitting together with us once again. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us here on Dislike Podcast and living your best Disney lives with us. Get a little bougie this week, ladies and gentlemen. Treat yourself. Uh, follow all of the shows that we have here over on the Chipping Company Podcast Network. And of course, we hope that the rest of the week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. Bye, Brian. Thanks, Mark. 
Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive. <laughs>